You're listening to the Science Circle Podcast. This is part one of an encore excerpt from a Science Circle presentation on exosociology, our transgalactic relations. In this episode, we consider the common origins we possibly share throughout the entire universe. I'm your host, Stephen Van Hook. Welcome. The question is, what conditions might intelligent creatures elsewhere in the universe have in common with us and our own earthly systems, be they social, cultural, and economic? For the purpose of this presentation, we'll define intelligent alien civilizations as those who have the advanced technology to communicate with us, either by radio waves or laser pulse, or those who might visit us here in person, so to speak. We'll use reason suppositions to help us form some hypotheses. Astrophysicists apply laws of gravitational waves universally to the cosmos. Astrobiologists make suppositions about possible life forms on other worlds that they'll likely be carbon-based and live on watery planets, for example. So what we'll do in this session is apply some of what we know about the development of civilizations and cultures and see what we might pluck out and apply intra and intergalactically. And as most academes do, we'll start with a review of existing facts. My doctoral work is focused on developments of sociocultural systems and socioeconomic systems on this planet, those systems developing with significant cultural differences from one another of peoples around the world as we evolved in comparatively isolated geographies and isolated generations. My research asked, how might we identify and quantify those cultural differences, and ultimately, how might we transcend those differences, particularly in international settings and relations? And in this presentation, we'll consider how this same sort of research and reasoning might be applied to other civilizations on distant worlds, those that have also evolved in isolation from our own field of reference and perhaps under similar forces. Now, some may fear that reaching out to alien civilizations is not a very good idea, that in spite of the alien advanced technologies that may have got them here, they might hunger for the rich offerings of our planet. Steven Spielberg has spent many movies on this theme, and he says in his heart he believes that any visiting aliens would not be sinister, that they've come a long way just to eat us for lunch or to drain our oil. And there is a precedent for alien encounters and how we react to them. When European sailors first navigated a course to the Japans, both sides felt an alien encounter was underway, perhaps a new world to exploit. We readily expanded our understanding of the world and our place in it, and we added some new food to our menu. And this topic is never too far from our minds, aliens on the horizon. There have been plenty of headlines about communicating with aliens prior to the big one yet to come of contact made. And note that these are mainstream, respectable media, not sensational gossip rags, Reuters, New York Times, National Geographic among them. Here's the cosmology you've likely seen, but 
This is a conservative astronomical reference for estimating the number of stars and planets in our universe. There are some 50 billion visible galaxies in the universe. The Milky Way is but one of those. And a conservative estimate of 100 billion visible and not visible uh, galaxies. A conservative estimate of 100 billion stars per galaxy makes 100 billion times 100 billion or 10 sextillion stars in the universe. The uh, International Astronomical Union estimates some 70 sextillion stars. A conservative estimate of one in a million stars with orbiting planets, one planet per star system, equals 10 million billion possible planets out there. And with a conservative estimate of one in a million planets supporting life, that equals 10 billion life populated planets in the universe. And of course, we're looking for intelligent life capable of sending us a text message. The Hubble uh, Space Telescope has snapped a deep field image of a chunk of the sky, including at least 10,000 galaxies, which is a very small sliver of what all is out there. And here's a photogenic galaxy that seems to be looking back at us, the Eye of God galaxy. And here is a snapshot of our home system, obviously not to scale. Our solar system includes the nine planets orbiting our sun of Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. In order to bear life, an Earth-style planet has to be in the so-called Goldilocks zone. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. In other words, you'd have to be close enough to its star to have liquid water, yet not so close that its oceans would boil away and not so far that its oceans would deep freeze. So how many planets might also provide a suitable home for advanced life forms capable of communicating with us? And in this famous Drake equation, n equals the number of planet civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy that may be capable of radio communications. And astronomer Dr. Frank Drake estimates n at approximately 10,000. Carl Sagan uh, revisited the Drake equation and raised the estimate to a million advanced alien worlds possible in the Milky Way galaxy, our galaxy. Since the cosmos holds hundreds of millions of galaxies, by that analysis, the total number of alien societies could be astronomical, one estimate putting uh, the number at roughly 10 trillion. On the other hand, we have the rare earth hypothesis. Uh, Peter Ward and uh, Donald Brownlee propose conditions suitable for complex life may be very rare throughout the universe, a reason that we haven't had any contact. And that could be, uh, if the rare earth hypothesis is right, well, we've only wasted some dreams. If wrong, we have left ourselves unprepared. And here's another reason why we may not have had contact yet. If there are so many of them, why don't they just say hi? Well, the first radio broadcast of Human Voice on Earth was December 24th, 1906. So we're still uh, infants on the uh, radio airwaves. Uh, SETI, uh, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, uh, has been seeking space radio signals only since 1960. So we've been looking for less 
in a human lifetime. The Milky Way galaxy is some 100,000 light years wide, so that means it takes 100,000 years for a message traveling at the speed of light to reach us from the other side of the galaxy. Our nearest neighboring galaxy is the Andromeda Spiral, which is 2 million light years away, or 20 times as long for a radio wave to reach us as the farthest reaches of our own galaxy. We may have already heard from them. The WOW signal was received at the Big Ear Radio Observatory at Ohio State University in 1977. It was 30 times stronger than the background noise of the universe. And it was coming from where astronomers expected to find alien signals and within the predicted radio spectrum. It lasted for 72 seconds, then went silent. And, of course, if it was just a shot in the dark spread across the universe, it wouldn't have lingered long, like a lawn sprinkler sprays across the field. Perhaps they have taken notice of us, but just not found us very interesting. Consider how primitive our own people from just a century or two ago would appear to us now. No telephones, no TV, no radio, no smartphones, no virtual worlds. Now imagine how we might appear to aliens looking in, millennia more advanced than we. How might alien civilizations view our technology? How might we even view ourselves if we visited just 100 or 200 years into our past, or even 50 years? Primitive, perhaps, but yet interesting. Few of us would probably want to go and live there. We'd well want to change them, perhaps, in violation of a prime directive. Or maybe simply based on the numbers, they've determined the tardigrade is the dominant life form on this planet. There are millions and millions of them for each one of us. And tardigrades are just so cool. Look at all they can do. They can live in space. They can go 10 years without water. They have a mass of neurons functioning as a brain. And that's pretty much us too, our, our neurons functioning also as a brain. And even we are overwhelmed by the vast array of species that share our planet. Most of them we haven't even met yet, especially those living in the deep. So where might we best meet other civilizations in the universe? In a Journal of Science article, two Australian astronomers wrote that they have pinpointed an area of the Milky Way that is most likely to support alien life. There's a few billion stars out there in what they call the galactic habitable zone, which has the appropriate conditions to support complex life. The article says if there is life out there, this is most likely where we are to find it. For the full-length video of this podcast, please visit sciencecircle.org or search on YouTube for the Science Circle channel. Coming up in the next episode of the Science Circle podcast, we consider the differences and similarities we might share across the universe, even multiverses. See you there. The Science Circle is a nonprofit program based in the Netherlands with a recording studio here in Southern California. 
For more information on this podcast and other Science Circle programs, please visit sciencecircle.org. That's sciencecircle.org. This podcast is under Creative Commons license and is freely available for educational use. Until the next time, I'm your host, Stephen Van Hook. Be well.